In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Stephen. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. Coming to you live from the Tower Theater on 23rd Street in Uptown Oklahoma no. City, it's no. the Wafty Show. Okay, hold on. No, we're not live, first off. It's just your entertainment. First off, we're not live. Two, we're in the Tower Studio. Tower Studio, I'm sorry. But there's the theater wall. Yes, you can see the theater wall right through the, through window. the window. And we have special guest, um, The Outfield is here, we're going to sing their big hit song. Uh, Joni's on a vacation far away. No. Come around and tuck it over. What's, this is a space for live performances. Right? The Tower Theater has live performances. We're playing to an empty room in our new studio. Yeah, no. this We're not singing. You're not singing crappy songs, that's for sure. <laughs> I got to know, what, what are you going to fill the rest of this space with? This room is it's bigger than my house. So, okay, well, why don't we rewind a little bit here. And Be give kind, some, rewind. Give some context. <laughs> um. So if you're listening to the show, most likely you live in Oklahoma City. Most likely. <laughs> I don't think our reach goes beyond. <laughs> well, I want to give a shout out to our fans in Bangladesh. Yeah. Macau. There's I mean, two people in Macau. Two oh, that's people true. In Macau. We do have people. Shout out to Macau. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Tower Theater's set to reopen. In fact, they've announced the first ever show in like 20 years. It's going to be J.B. Williams, June 18th, which is coming up real fast. Like, uh, that's, that's mind-boggling to me. June 18th. And that's right after Dead Center. Yeah. Holy cow. Like, June's going to be a nutty month. June's going to kick us in the balls. It's yes. going to kick us square in the balls. And it's going to take all of our names. <laughs> um, and then also in the so in the complex, there's actually two buildings. The Tower Theater Complex, as at least I've been referring to it now. That's something most people don't realize. There's yeah. actually two buildings So the here. theater is actually on the north side which you don't see from the street. You only see the marquee, which is the entryway into the theater. So it's kind of an L shape. And then there's a building on the south side as the one that you see that has like the green vitrolite glass front that's soon to be the bunker club and the black glass tile that is soon to be mm -hmm. uh, Daniel Che's steam buns concept. Oh, Dan's buns. Yeah. And then there's mm -hmm. this weird like pastel bluey sea foamy tile sea mosaic foamy. Yeah. kind of stuff that they're still looking for a great restaurant concept for. Um, and so that's all actually the South building. And in the upper floor of that building is, was originally office spaces and they've been um, basically stripped out and white boxed. And then the green room for the theater is going to be up here actually right next door. And then on the other end is savings and loan. Right. And you go down this hallway and at the other end of the theater past the marquee is savings and loan bars, a little shotgun on the street level, cool staircase into this, banker's cage they built by far the swankiest cocktail yeah, lounge in oklahoma city you guys haven't Swank. really seen the interior of the upper floor of that place but it is like they nailed that so mm -hmm. hard like they you can tell they spent a lot of time aesthetically figuring that out and also picking out the furniture and, like, and that I, red, red those red neon lights yeah and they've got the all this ceiling. mirror and these red neon lights that kind of go out and then sort of meet 
the tower sign outside. It's so cool. Well, that's one of my favorite things in there is there's a section of seating where you can sit down and have your drinks by a window. And right there is like the W of the tower right. theater sign. You know, the, tower theater right sign. The, the, the tower theater sign lighting up your seat as you're having a drink with the window open on the 23rd street. Kind of like how you light up my life. Yeah. 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 And so all of that here we are, we're basically in the middle of the hallway on the second floor of the South building. Um, and this is the, it's actually a space that I've built out to house multiple uh, local creative businesses. Um, I'm going to be officing here and doing work, uh, stuff where like I edit videos that I'm working on and producing these podcasts. Um, and then also in this space, we have a uh, pulpit, which is Brian Bergman's new uh, creative design consulting company. I probably am describing it wrong, but you can go, you can, you know, Brian, you can talk to him about it, figure out what he's going to be officing here. And then Jenny Grigsby and her husband, Brian, who own and operate Refresh Creative, which is a social media marketing management uh, company. They're going to move out of their house and into another office here. And then all of these three offices connect to this large room that we're in, which is effectively the tower studio. Um, and so speaking of spending a, a ridiculous amount of time and money on furniture, we are sitting on the new couch. Our, our adventure today was going to the okay, uh, the Oki mod squads, modernism weekend that they put on where they basically celebrate mid century modern design. Um, they did it up at the first first Christian, Christian church. church off Some people call it the Walk Boob Church. The Boob, boob church. church. I'd never been in there before until today. Beautiful, and it was beautiful. And I walked in the middle of this organ demonstration, and it was walking around the big dome room. And it was as I walked, and I basically got directly opposite from where the organ was. I like I walked into a resonant node in this room, and all of a sudden, I felt like I was hearing this <laughs> organ and surround sound. It was crazy. Everything vibrating at the same level. Yeah, and he'd hit these low. And it was just like, I can feel that in my soul. The brown note? <laughs> all the, like, he, if there was any room in the city <laughs> that you could pull the brown note off, it's probably in there. It like room. Tesla's earthquake machine or something, the, hitting the right frequency yeah. for everything in the room. So, uh, this, this furniture is not a replica. This is no. uh, this is original, right? Or is it this reupholstered? This is original. It's been reupholstered. It's a beautiful blue. It's like It makes me think of the blue coat that yeah. Barry Egan wore in Punch Drunk Love. I don't, it's that I don't, color blue. I, electric blue. I would not um, pretend to be an expert on this at all, but in the few hours and basically the last 12 hours I've been aware of in researching this couch um, is by a designer called Adrian Pearsall. Um, and in the 60s and 70s, I mean, if you started, if you just Google that name and you start going through the images, you're like, oh, I've seen these designs mm -hmm. everywhere. And it's sort of being recreated. So the modernism show, um, I had recently become uh, acquainted with Kobe Click, who owns Space 20th Century Modern here in the city. He used to have a shop off of Western, has now moved to Class, and it's just a warehouse only deal. Um, but I've been talking to him, telling him what was going on here, and that I was looking for this iconic couch and wanted it to be sort of retro, modern, whatever. And I've been looking at some current um, websites and things that do like create new but in the old style type stuff. And it was all really fairly expensive and but all very cool. And so I had one conversation with him. I bring him up here. He walks in the space for like 20 minutes. He leaves. And like three days later, I get a text from him and he's like, he sends me a picture of this couch. And I'm, I mean, even through the text, it was not even that great of a picture because the lights were off or something. And it had come up from Fort Worth. And I was like, man, in one day, first shot, 
he nailed it. Like he did this blue almost is pretty much identical to a blue color. I chose for my office as an accent wall. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm going to look real quick. Walk around the corner and do it. So that was the other thing when I walked in and saw, I was like, Oh my gosh, like this fits. Mm -hmm. It, tucks into the corner right where we wanted it to be it it fits in the and just to give you tower. an idea this is like 1971 maybe or even late 60s yeah i think it's 67 or something so in that range what'd you say mid mid-century mid-century modern mid-century modern who's going to be the first person to sleep on it uh that will Steve. be me <laughs> you can sleep on the ottoman there's I'll also on the ottoman, ottoman here there's it's a, a cool, it's cool these wheels are i wish i knew what these casters. types of wheels are i guess they're casters yeah but uh, and this is what's cool about the Ottoman too is like it's very smooth rolling and it's asymmetrical. Like so, yeah. it's not just a square. It's like this weird. Trapezoid. It's a weird parallelogram. parallelogram. Well, it's like what? Well, it's not even a parallelogram. It's, a parallelogram. it's, it's a trapezoid. Yeah. It, it, Randy was saying Whoa. he's like you. You got to be like Bruce Goff. You know, he he looked at the box and then he completely took it apart and then reassembled like a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool. You take the the seat out of it and it's got this formica top, so it kind of doubles as a coffee table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. So uh, we, we bought, and the couch was really the last awesome. thing that was keeping us from coming in here and using this space because we weren't going to sit on the floor. <laughs> so now here we are. We've got this sweet mid-century modern couch in the tower studio. I mean, we're sitting on this original, fully refinished hardwood floor. That's just uh, The beautiful. floor is beautiful. It's pretty wild, actually. I can't believe this is the original hardwood floor. 100%. Yeah. There's because <laughs> well, I remember no. when, we, when we first came in here, it was covered in pigeon shit, and you could see where all this old rotted carpet had been nailed right. to it. Carpet and now it looks, it. it looks brand new. Uh, it's not 100% original. And I just spilled Coca Cola on it. <laughs> Are you serious? Right, Aaron's going to run to the to the bathroom and clean that up. We have we have the first party file, like <laughs> right out of the freaking gate. It is bound to happen. <laughs> That's fine. There's going to be more. There's going to be beers in here. and Yeah. And so one of the things I get asked a lot, and Aaron was kind of alluding to this, there's a lot of space in this room. He's like, well, what are you, what are you putting in here? And the answer to that question is, is for the most part, nothing. Like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The intention is that this room, one, be used for producing podcasts or other audio recording type things. It's not so much a music recording facility, although if, if you're looking for a room to record an album, this is a great room. I'm going to be curious to see what the acoustics sound like in here. Yeah, I do. Uh, currently, it's not treated, but I do have the first round of treatment on the way. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm going to start start slow because you don't want to completely kill the space. Um, and I'm also trying to do it in such a way that it preserves some of the aesthetic and, and all that stuff. I've got a nice big wall here. Um, I'm building a, a hanging system on to display some local art. I've started to acquire a few pieces from local artists and friends of ours that I think will fit. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been in, I've been in some conversations about people using this room for everything from, you know, little meetings to seminars to uh, even listening room style shows. We're going to bring in a local artist. Kind of like the old style living room show, but yeah. In um, fact, I, I, I mean, I've been, been picking Sherry Geis's mm -hmm. brain about that a lot because she's doing the living room or she was doing the living room stuff out of her house. And, and uh, Jason Donington, you've been talking to him about maybe moving his. We haven't announced that to anybody yet. So oh. thanks for that, John. <laughs> um, but yeah. So how do, you, how do you decide that? I think, I think now is probably, we're probably safe enough to say that Jason Dunnington is our rep for we're in house district 88. Uh -huh. So this is 
this is his district and he does this fantastic thing every, every Friday or tries to do it every Friday where he does coffee with constituents. Um, basically he just goes to a local coffee shop and hangs out and you can go meet and talk to your rep. He makes it very easy to go and meet and talk and to your rep. a happy hour too, right? And sometimes he'll do a happy hour. It kind of depends on his schedule and the days. Um, so we, I went to, I think we went to one at Guy Udy's a couple months ago and he's done a couple other here on 23rd street. And as I went to that one and kept seeing him do it. And then with all of this stuff going on in the legislative session, I just pitched it to him one day. I was like, Hey, would you be interested in moving that here? So we could do a little more town hall style. I'll be able to record it and or live stream it and, you know, get it out to more people. And he was just like immediately. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's what I think is great about him as our rep is he's so willing to talk to you and tries to make it so easy to talk to you. I mean, we've talked about it can be difficult to, or people, people feel like it's difficult to go to the Capitol and talk and meet and it right. seems real. But so yeah, bringing, coming out into the world and meeting people is a great way. So stuff like that. Um, but it also shows too, that he's interested in hearing what you have to say, right. as opposed to some other instances we've, known people to experience talking to their rep and their rep just not giving a damn. Yeah. But all of that to say, I want this, I mean, the Tower Theater is this iconic fixture in the city that everybody's been paying attention to lately and everybody's been wanting for decades to be a thing. And now that's going to be a thing. It just seemed, I had this opportunity, I'd come to know the owners of the building and talk to them one day about this crazy idea and they were just immediately like, yep, let's, let's do that. Like, we want you to do that here. Um, and with what's going on in the tower theater, with what's going on with the bars locally, I mean, 23rd street is just becoming this thing. And this is where we are and where we live. And it seemed like a great place to call home now. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of like the first sort of active tenants in the building. <laughs> right. I mean, technically, I'm going to, I'm going to say this, I'm going to call them out. Even though savings and loan finished build out before I did, we are actually in here recording, recording using it as a studio first. Nope. <laughs> they haven't, I know they've been drinking in there. No, they've been drinking. You can tell they've been drinking in there. Yeah, well, they, they've been the money. well, they've been researching, <laughs> researching cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Cause but, you can, you can look to the glass doors in there and see all the bottles and everything laid out and the furniture's in there. So somebody's been in there having a good time. Yeah, and we actually, I've already been talking to the guys over there. I've gotten to know, uh, Charlie and Zach, um, would be two of the main guys working over there and very nice guys and just listening to them talk about why they're taking so long and really coming to understand that it's like at this point, it was interesting for him to tell me this, but he was like, we could already be open. Like, why aren't they? There's nothing prohibiting them from being open. The reason they don't want to open yet is they're still trying to figure out it's a weird it's a weird bar because the weird little shotgun entry on the ground floor in the big space up top it they're not sure how that's going to work in terms of like being flooded with people and you know around here you open something and you're flooded and he's like he was basically saying like if we open the doors this weekend we'd have you know 200 people crammed in here and we wouldn't be able to really service them the way that we want to we want to be craft cocktails we want to be you know this exceptional experience and if we have that many people just all of a sudden in here we're not going to do, do it, it. yeah we can't sling and you know, everyone's going to flood in there i mean right. we're not about slinging cheap vodka sodas we're about making good drinks and having this and it was just like to hear that and it be not so much about making the money and all of this i mean it is about making money every business is but just to know that they're they're focused on that experience is really 
it's really exciting to, to know that they're it is. so we're um, I already talked to them we're, we'll get them here on the show very soon probably when they finally decide what day they're opening we'll we'll try to get an episode out where we talk to them and you can hear from their mouths what what they're talking about um, yeah I look forward to that and in case you're interested there are still about 3,000 square feet at least at the time of me saying this and recording I haven't heard anything else 3,000 square feet of amazing office space. It's all those second right story windows you see yes. facing 23rd. So all those windows on 23rd street, that whole space is still available. It's awesome. And, and it's awesome. And it's interesting. Even now you can walk across the hall and see what the space looked like raw and then walk back over yeah. here and see what it looks like finished. Yeah. It's like that, that side of the building will be beautiful when it's when whoever finally leases it and gets it out there. So if you want to want to lease that hit up the Come pivot project, um, if you want, I'll get you in touch with them. Uh, they're my landlord, so I've got uh, that contact information. <laughs> you guys are tight. So, yeah. So, we're here in the studio. So, again, the purpose of the space is it's a, it's a it's place It's not for, just for podcasts. It's not just for podcasts. Um, and it's not just for me or, or us or our close-knit friends. Like, it, it it's going to be open. I just finally stumbled and secured a domain for a website. I'd been looking and trying to find one that would make sense because towerstudio.com and all that kind of stuff was taken and then I stumbled across tower.studio the other day which I really loved. So tower.studio? So I just secured that. There's nothing there nice. yet. Um but it is it will be there shortly. Um so tower.studio is going to be the site for this so once I get some more of the build out and the refinement done I'll take some great pictures, put those up there, you know, get away for you to look at what you can do here. Um I don't want to name anything yet because nothing has been finalized, but I'm working on some partnerships with some local businesses and companies to really liven the space up and provide some unique amenities, let's just say. So basically what you're saying is we're stepping up to the next level. I see a bar yeah. over here, a wet there, bar. There might be a, a, it probably won't be a wet bar um, because I didn't run plumbing. Damn. Um, <clears throat> it, wasn't in the budget. Aaron, Aaron <laughs> ran some plumbing over here on the floor by the couch. Yeah, I'll just carry up buckets of water. Yeah. Uh, Cord on everything. So, yeah. Um, now there's 18,000 electrical outlets in here on the walls and the floor and the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've worked in enough spaces like this, um, designed enough spaces like this that I always regret not having power in, in as many places as possible. Mm -hmm. So that was actually one of the things I splurged a little bit on. Um, I've got power in the ceiling, power on the floor, power on each of the walls, um, plenty of, plenty of power in here to hook up lights or whatever. I've got this great long room with a, with a relatively high ceiling and this nice big wall. That's going to be great for backdrops for photo shoots or video yeah, shoots. I mean, the, the way that this room is set up, it, I mean, it could almost be modular. Like you could bring in a whole bunch of chairs and set them up and, and yeah. put a movie screen there and show movies, totally. turn it into a photo studio. Yep. That's exactly um, what we were talking about earlier. Or bring in a bunch yeah. of chairs and face them this way and have audiences for, for things like this. You could even have fun photo shoots out here on our uh, brick alleyway, second level gangplank. Oh yeah. So that's a feature of the building we didn't talk about, but <laughs> There were these are two buildings we said north and south. So in the middle of them used to be just an alley, um, a very narrow alley, very narrow, very nasty. I'd say four alley. feet. Yeah, four feet yeah. Wide. I think it's barely walk. I mean, it's barely like width enough. You to could hold out your. You could spread your arms out and touch both walls. So 
because they were going to put all these bars and restaurants on the first floor, they wanted a service hallway. And so they basically built a roof over the first floor level of the alley to make a service hallway for all of those businesses. And then up here, it actually turned into a, a deck basically. Mm-hmm. Like, so they it's, a gangway. it's a gangway. Yeah. And it's also how the, the green room for the theater is actually right next door here. So the artists will hang out over here and then they can walk through this little outdoor gangway to a little spiral staircase that takes them right down to the stage level. It's so cool. Um, I think I have a little video of me walking that, um, that we can share at some point, but so there's just going to be a lot of like, this is, I like the fact that we are here doing this. It's the beginning of life coming back into this building. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody saw the sign lighting. I guess that was back in January. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, it um, was. <laughs> which confused some people. Everybody was like, oh, the Tower Theater's open. Yeah. And then nothing happened. It was like, what's going on? What's well, <clears throat> that was the that was basically the signal of the completion of the renovation of the buildings, which I've learned through all of this process. It doesn't mean everything's done. It just means the white box sort of shell of the building has been restored and the the sign had been restored. Um, And I actually want to shift and talk about, because there was a bit of a controversy regarding these historic tax credits. Oh, that's right. And so that, what a lot of people don't know is that that was actually the driving factor. They had to be completed with the building work before the end of the year to qualify for these historic tax credits. So that's why there was this sort of mad dash to finish that part of it. Um, and then at that point it was like, Oh, well, now we're done. We can have this little sign relighting ceremony to sort of celebrate and promote this thing. And that caused some controversy because everybody's like, Oh, tax credits. Blah, blah, blah. But, um, I've actually been, I went to a, uh, an event a couple weeks ago for ULI and they brought in this guy whose name I cannot remember. And that's horrible of me, but he's basically like the expert on historic tax credits in the United States. And he gave this presentation and there were some very key facts that I'd never heard in any debate about this that pretty much for every dollar in historic tax credit we give a project as, as a state, that in turn on average generates $12 of economic activity. Wow. So if we give you $100,000, there's $1.2 million of economic activity in return for that. Not only that... Um, the way it works, you don't get that money until the project's done. And so he has this whole graph and thing where he's explaining that by the time you are issued the credit, you've already spent the money on building the building, doing all mm-hmm. the, paying all these people and hiring all these people. And he's like, on average, it equates to like something like 60 or 80% of that money is already made back by the state before we ever oh, even wow. get the money back. And then he also had some other stats that basically historic preservation projects are like the second most profitable industry or something in the state. They are the second most in like high paid jobs. Like, and there was all these different facts and it was like, it was basically just saying that the historic tax credit is, is sort of its own little industry it generates its own industry and it's one of the best performing industries we have, but it has this stigma of, Oh, it's a tax credit. We're just, we're paying these, these guys who have all this money to, to restore these buildings and then they're just going to make money. And it's like, so where's the misunderstanding come in? 
I, I think it's just people don't know that. Oh, okay. I mean, they don't know what the actual process is and what the benefits are. It's just um, another one of those jump to conclusions or assumptions that here's some people getting something that they probably don't deserve and mooching off of right. somebody for free. Well, and I think one of the other points that people often lock in on is a question gets asked of the developers a lot of times is, well, would you have done this if you didn't get the credit? And the answer is almost always, well, yes, we would have. But the difference is what that does is by getting that credit, it then allows them to do it better mm -hmm. and right. You could have renovated this building in a lot of different ways. The whole gangway service corridor, that's a huge expense that they didn't have to do. It was a convenience for the but tenants. But it was the right thing to do. But it was the right thing to do. The way these buildings were interconnected didn't have to be done that way. But it was the right thing to do. It makes this a very cool place. And when you move around it, you see how it kind of ties together. And even the sign, like they went to restore the sign again and were basically advised that, look, this has been patched up and pieced together so many times over the decades. You just need to gut it and start over. And that was, that was an insane six-figure type additional expense that they did not Just anticipate. for the sign. And, and they had the choice. They could have done it cheaply or they could have done it the right way. And they did it the right way. And it's, I would wager, largely in part because they had the assistance of that tax credit. And it is... Very cool standing out there on the yeah. sidewalk at night, looking up at the sign, like on a clear night, the full moon. It's just, it's an awesome feeling. There is no other place in Oklahoma City where you can do something It's like one of that. the last great remaining theaters, and we could have lost it just as easy as we did the other ones. And now mm -hmm. it's, people have looked forward so much to this opening again, and now it's actually something that the city can be proud of. Like Everybody will want to come here. You want to yeah. bring visitors here. You want to say, let's go who cares what's going on at the tower theater? Let's, Let's just go, over, go there. over there. Right. Well, now that's, I mean, it's going to be 23rd. It's like, you literally just like, I don't know what I want to do tonight. I'm we'll just going to walk up the street. street. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the pump's not really the place tonight, but maybe, maybe Rockford's rocking or, or maybe bunker clubs open. And that's where everybody's hanging out that night. And, Let's go see who's hanging out upstairs at Savings and Loan. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe we're having some great cool event right. up here in the studio and, you know, or there's a show in the theater or, or, or all of these things are going at, at once time. and we're all just spinning out of control <laughs> because we don't know what to do. And we're having too much fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So here we are. Um, and this is what's happening. It's a little surreal. It is completely surreal. <laughs> I mean, thank you. I remember two years ago sitting around and just joking about this, like, yeah, we're talking about wouldn't that be cool if we could have a studio in the Tower Theater? Well, there was also yeah, yeah, there was the time where we were yeah dreaming that we would someday be the people in charge of the Tower Theater. That didn't happen. But this is just as cool. Yeah, this is much more realistic. Yes, <laughs> Stephen has definitely got himself firmly planted. This is the realization of a dream that, of course, we let ourselves get carried away with, and like, what's the coolest, craziest thing we could do with the Tower Theater? And then to see that dream become a reality and a way that makes sense. Like it's realistic for Steven to have a studio in here and do a podcast in here. I don't know if I'd want to run the whole entire tower complex, No, but this way, you know, we're, we're, we're part of that community. Right. Yeah. And so this will, I mean, just to give you guys some more context, this will be the home to mostly harmless media, which is the sort of the umbrella under which the three existing podcasts currently run um us the bubble and intersections 
we have some more on the horizon that we'll be announcing mm -hmm. soon. Um, I've already started, if you follow the Twitter account, uh, at MHM, MH Media OKC. Yes. Yeah, I think that's MH right. Media OKC. Yeah. Unfortunately, that was the best handle I could get. Um, I've started to experiment with some live streaming things. Um, and a lot of that was preparation for stuff I plan to do out of this space. Like, this is really going to become the home for all of that content. But for the moment, I've been going out and experimenting with um, the guys that do the Wheeler Crit, um, Chad and those guys from DNA. They did a couple live streams, or did a live stream out from the Wheeler District um, when they were doing a crit one night. Um, and we're working on a really cool concept for that. Things like the Jason Dunnington Town Hall thing. The goal is that that will be live stream probably through, I mean, nowadays, probably through Facebook Live or something mm -hmm. along those lines. It makes it really easy for people to see that stuff and to interact with it. Um, so it's not just about podcasting. It's about new media. It's about new ways to get information and content out that that we just, it doesn't seem like we've, we've got a, a home for that here yet. And we do now. We're still, still trying to figure it out. Um, so this is an open call too. If, if you have these ideas or you have a podcast, I mean, I've been approached already by a handful of people that are like, man, I've been wanting to do a podcast forever, but it's just daunting to think about how do I get the equipment and recording and doing all that stuff. If I could just walk into your place and it's ready to go. And that's going to be kind of the goal is it's a current turnkey deal. You can walk in here. I mean, if you wanted to walk in here as a solo dancer and do a performance art piece by yourself in an empty room and just have it live streamed <laughs> on the internet, you could more power to you. Here it is. I got this beautiful wooden floor. You can do whatever you want. Um, so yeah, that's really what we've been doing. We, it was a fun adventure just getting the couch in here for yeah. one thing. <laughs> it was it was kind of a cool experience today because we went and picked up the couch in Dewey, which is the old 1977 Chevy pickup. Going to First Christian Church, which is a very unique um, architectural landmark. Um, and then seeing all of the old modern furniture and, you know, all the housewares that they have in there. That's stuff that, you know, I can remember being a kid in the early eighties seeing in like my grandparents' house or mm -hmm. something. Um, and then bringing that back here to the tower theater. So it was just this, this kind of cool experience of, um, bringing a lot of old stuff back to life and kind of, you know, revitalizing things that have already existed and, you know, instead of buying new things and, um, it's breathing life back into something that gives it a, a lot more meaning. It feels like it has a lot more story behind it. Um, it's more personal too. You should put the tower theater seats in here. I'm going to. Yeah. Right so there the that's a, that's another thing. I, uh, a year ago, a year plus now at Uptown and Cork, they were auctioning a bunch of stuff from the tower, like old film, film reels and movie posters. And a couple of things they auctioned were a few banks of the original seats. Which you can see us sitting in, in the back of Dewey. Right. <laughs> so you've seen that picture on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't originally have, this wasn't on the radar at all at the time, uh -uh. which is crazy to think that that was only about a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were just super stoked about the seats. <laughs> yeah, and I just always wanted to get them restored and put them in my apartment or something because I thought it'd be fun. But now it's going to be, I'm going to get them reupholstered and refurbished and probably put them out here in this little lobby area that we have. Yeah, that's um, cool. You actually even, part of the space, you kind of have your own little lobby. <laughs> yeah. Like a little reception area. Yeah. 
what's cool about the hallway, you walk up in these hallways too. And like, I don't know if you, if you were here for the lighting ceremony, you may have walked through here, but the hallway, you walk up these old, old stairs, all terrazzo floor and granite or marble, or whatever those big tall wall things, splash, wainscoting. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And so you just walk up and turn the hall and it just looks like you're in the fifties. Like, or I mean, it's technically sixties, but yeah. but you need your fedora. Yeah, pipe. <laughs> the trench coat. It's just an amazing place. So, and a really interesting crime to solve. Hopefully, here in the very no, near there. future, there'll be a lot of activity in here, and people can come through. And um, we'll definitely be announcing some various open house type things, or or making the space mm-hmm. open during some other events, um, and just let people. No, I can't even imagine what's experience. about to happen here. Yeah, it's going to be an explosion <laughs> of awesomeness. So stay tuned. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. So yeah, so we're gonna just uh, let that be. Let this all sink in. Regroup. And uh, so, thanks for listening again. Yeah. We thanks, appreciate guys. you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you we'll next, see week. next week. You've been listening to the Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's, Kurt's awesome. awesome! That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show. Facebook.com slash Wafty Show. We'll see you next week. I'll be free. The wine now